Welcome to another episode of Munster Hunters. Mun- Munster Hunters. Uh, the only show that really just stares at Netflix and Amazon Prime and Paramount Plus and Discovery Plus and Peacock. Oh Christ. Peacock uh, and Hulu. And it just says. Screw you, buddy. We're going to watch. Screw you and your original programming. We're watching a 50-year-old sitcom about a Frankenstein monster and his grotesque family. Uh, I am Derek, and I am a monster hunter. And I, uh, well, I I have declared that ingenuity does not work. Uh, And Keith (laughs) uh, is here, and he has determined that imagination does not work. Keith, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Again, I'm Keith. I'm a monster hunter, and uh, it's because of us watching these old shows. This is why Quibi never worked out. <laughs> Quibi, yeah. Quibi, yeah. We we told Quibi we'd be doing this in three years, and Quibi's mm-hmm. like, well, we're out. Peace. Yeah. We only got $40 billion in funding, and we blew it all. Because people like you are watching 50-year-old yep. TV shows. Yeah. Some of us on DVD, not even streaming. So, and speaking of on DVD, he has declared that intelligence does not work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's my. It is a Dr. Dre of Kansas. It is Terry. <laughs> Terry, how's it going? Oh, it's going great. You know, the day mm-hmm. I saw that uh, that Quibi went down, I crossed it off my list with a, a feeling of grim satisfaction, and I looked grim upon satisfaction. What I had left to do, and realized my work is far from done. My work is far. Yeah, I'll take out the rest by watching yeah. the monsters. Also, Derek, I think I think uh, Terry's intro should have been that ingenuity didn't work because he's gone from streaming back to DVD. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and mine is clearly intelligence does not work. I've I've given up on being intelligent. Um, yeah. I didn't mean that as a slight, Terry. Mm-hmm. Just a nope. That's okay. Ingen- that's a- ingenuity, imagination, intelligence do not work. That's it's, our new uh, tagline. I'll take it honestly. That's, yeah, <laughs> it's the effect the monsters could have on people. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. How are you I'm, guys I'm a... doing this week? Oh, not too bad. You know, yeah. just living day by day, monster episode by monster episode, monster, monster uh, episode to monster episode, living check to check or monster episode to monster episode. Yeah, <laughs> yep. gonna go scare up some rent every once in a while. But... Yep. <laughs> How about you? I am. Uh, I'm. I am doing good. Uh, you know, I'm living large like Herman Munster. Living large like Herman Munster. Well, we're on episode four of a Living Large Like Herman Munster. It's called Rockabye Munster. But before we get into the nitty-gritty, we got oh man, I gotta write this down. The <laughs> the Munster Hunters Almanac Fact of the Week. The Munster Hunters Almanac Fact of the Week. The Munster Hunters Almanacs. Is it the Munster Hunter Almanac or the Munster Hunters Almanac? 
Monster Hunters Almanac. Monster Hunters Almanac. Yeah. Fact of the week. Yeah. Uh, this week we are spotlighting Al Lewis, who played Grandpa uh, mm. in every single episode of The Monsters. Probably, I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say probably the most popular of all of the Monsters uh, overall. Wow, that's a big limb. I don't know if that's true, mm. but that's not my favorite. I, he's, really? I don't think he might not be, he might not be slight, that far ahead of Herman, but I think uh, overall, I think people like him the most. He was my favorite yeah. until last episode, and I was like, "Yeah, he's not as good as I thought he was." <laughs> yeah, well. yeah, because he's a pancake thief. Yeah, um, was yeah. Was. he was born in 1923 in Manhattan, New York, uh, and then he died in 2006, also in, in New York City of natural causes. Uh, in the 1920s, he worked as a circus performer. Ultimately, oh. decided to go to college, earned a PhD in child psychology from, from Columbia University. Whoa, that's cool. Taught and wrote children's books in 1949. A suggestion from a friend, he turned to acting uh, at, at that point. Wow. Um, in 1998, he ran as a Green Party candidate for governor of New York. I remember that. Uh, he was a hot dog vendor at Ebbets Field uh, for the Brooklyn Dodgers. I remember that. He was a former <laughs> former basketball player at Thomas Jefferson High School and achieved notoriety as a basketball talent scout. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I do not remember that. Um, and he had a New York radio show up until his death in 2006. I tuned in every week. Oh, oh here we go. Hold on. Uh, further down trivia here. Although he claimed to have a PhD in child psychology from Columbia University, the university has no record of it what? Under, his, under his stage name or real name. Huh? And that's suspicious. You know, yeah. Back then, you could just say it, and people would mm. believe you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what was like one of those honorary yeah. doctorate or PhDs, right? Like, they they called an Al Lewis to uh <laughs> to like do a commencement speech, and they gave him an honorary honorary PhD in child psychology. <laughs> <laughs> of that, yeah, not acting yeah. or yeah. theater. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh uh, his character on the Munsters often incorrectly referred to as Grandpa Munster, even though his name was Sam Dracula. His Sam name Dracula. is what? Munster was the surname of his son-in-law. Huh? Oh, Herman. Yeah. Sam Dracula. So, wow. yeah, it's Herman Munster. So like and they call him Grandpa Munster and it's he's not Herman's. Uh, so they Lilies. never call him Grandpa Munster in the show. They just call him Grandpa. That's true. Uh, his his character name though listed is always Grandpa Munster. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's Lily Dracula. That was her name before mm-hmm. she married Herman. <laughs> yeah. Also, after his death, his son announced that Lewis had in fact been born in uh, April of nineteen twenty three, not nineteen ten, as the actor had previously claimed. Oh, this dude is this dude is. Uh, Quite the character. He also, when he ran for governor of New York, uh, he wanted uh, the court wouldn't let him do it, but he wanted to list his name as Grandpa Al Lewis on the ballot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, wow, that, mm-hmm. that's like um, prejudicial. I'd probably putting his name on there, Grandpa yeah. Munster Al Lewis. Like, yeah. Oh, I will vote for Grandpa Munster. Mm-hmm. His real name is Alexander Meister. Alexander Meister. M E I S T R. First name. What? M E I S T R. Meister. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. There are uh, just a couple quick facts this week about Al Lewis. I'm sure we'll touch on him again as uh, the series goes on because we're only on episode 470. <laughs> 
What an interesting Monster name. Hunter's Almanac fact of the week. Wink, 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 wink. And then, well, <laughs> it wouldn't be a Monster Hunter episode if we didn't if we didn't put on the gear, sit on the edge of the boat, fall backwards, and dive into another scuba, the self-contained underwater monster apparatus <laughs> deep dive. <laughs> you know what? I like that name. If listeners, you still have suggestions, that's fine. Um, but it's going to be hard to top that. Uh, <laughs> but we're uh, we're talking about Rockabye Monster, um, which was directed by Norman Abbott. Um, I won't go into him in too much depth because he directed last episode as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, go, back and out- go back and listen. Go back yeah, and listen check that it one out. again. Find out more about him if you need to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a director. He's directed lots of stuff, but he's also was an actor. He's got uh, nine acting credits. I go throughout the 40s and 50s. Um, and he played a character called Ape in a movie called Keep Him Sluggin'. Hmm. <laughs> 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 I want to watch this movie. He played an ape or he played a character named Ape. He played a character. As far as I could tell, a character named Ape. So That's what caught my attention. Ape. Just a character uh, named Ape. I love it. I, I was really hoping he was like in an ape costume, but I don't think so. Um, it's an action comedy bunch of, about a bunch of like workers at this hardware store. Uh, and I guess they get framed for like some sort of like silk being hijacked. Oh. Um, yeah, oh. it's not the direction very, very, I thought. <laughs> Definitely not. So keep them slugging. Uh, has it's Tommy Banning and his pals Pig, Ape, and String <laughs> have jobs in his department store where store executive uh, Frank Molto is romantically attracted to somebody else. And then obviously, you know, the, the other issues here. But yeah, that does not. What is that? Keep them slugging. Yeah. Well, at the end, uh, he gets out on bail, one guy. Um, and he's got to gather up all his pals because they're going to go lay the beat down on the real hijackers, I believe, is where the oh. keep them slugging comes from. Yeah, frame for the silk robbery. Yes. <laughs> classic. That is a classic uh, plot line through a lot yeah. of early uh, crime comedy capers. Okay. So on IMDb, they do throw, you know, you, get, uh, you can get multiple summaries on here. Another one here says a gang of tough street kids decide to go straight and get jobs in order to free draft age men. What? Uh, in order to free draft age men for the war effort. However, because of their past tangles with the law, they can't find anybody who will hire them. Finally, one gets a job at the department store where his sister works, but runs afoul of store executive who is in league with a ring of hijackers. Wow. Well, that's convoluted. If, if I can't name yeah. Yeah, on, on my hand the amount of times mm. that's happened to me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> But this episode was written by uh, Joe Connolly, Norm Leibman, and Bob Mosher. All these people we have talked about before. Um, yeah, Joe Connolly, he's kind of a, he's a directed, he's wrote a lot of Monsters News. He hasn't directed them, but he uh, wrote a lot, including the first episode. Um, Norm Leibman, same. He's uh, one of the main guys that developed the, the show. He's credited on every episode. And Bob Mosher, uh, he's worked on the Monsters before, and he... Uh, also, he wrote and produced that first episode with Joe Connell. I think so. We're seeing some recurring people here, but and well, the special guest. Do you have anything on the special guest? Yes. Yeah, so there's a lot of special guests on this one. Uh, we got Paul Lind as yep. Doctor Dudley, uh, Sid Melton as Diamond Jim, the car dealer, mm-hmm. uh, Peter Robbins as Elmer Dudley, and Marilyn Lavelle as Mrs. Dudley. Did you have something about uh, Paul Lind? You want to? Well, talk he, about? he was just the. He, I recognized him immediately. I couldn't think of what his name was. 
but he was uh and i recognized him because of the carol burnett show he was in that but oh. also bewitched and a lot of other things yeah he was a pretty he, he, famous comedian he went from yeah 1954 1979 with his acting stuff for at least according to imdb mm-hmm. so he's been around for a while yeah uh, what I was looking at his credits and I saw that he voiced a character called Pumpkinhead in an animated sequel to The Wizard of Oz. Nice. Called Journey Back to Oz, um, where Dorothy teams up with Pumpkinhead and a character called Woodenhead, um, who's living a living carousel. The horse. classic heads, the head brothers. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, it's just... The head brothers. <laughs> Woodenhead and Pumpkinhead. Name a more iconic duo than that. Yeah. Can't. Uh, then we have a uh, Sid Melton. Uh, he went, his acting career was from 1941 to 1999. Um, he's also directed a couple of things, and one of them was really weird. I was like trying to find more information about it, and like I literally couldn't find anything. It was called dot 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 and call me in the morning. And this was like his final directing thing in 1999. Um, I don't know what it is, uh, and it was another case of IMDb asking me if I knew anything about it when I went to the page. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> Okay. Um, Whoa, I googled this it. Is I could... first person that's been this page in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I googled it. There's really nothing. Um, he uh, he starred in it though as well, and um, along with Trish Cook and Frank Sinatra Jr. Nice. Um, all I know for sure about it is that a couple people were like um, their characters were a couple of nurses, and there was a hairstylist. So that's all I know about that. But... That was interesting. I always find it very interesting when there's like some project that like there's no record of, and nobody knows anything about it. Then we got Peter Robbins or Peter Robbins. Uh, he did a lot of his acting at a young age from 1963 to 1972. And I actually knew some of his stuff when I was scrolling. Do you guys uh, happen to know what famous uh, animated character he played? No, he was Charlie Brown. Didn't he? Did he just die? Uh, I saw that he had died, voice, but I don't know when. I think that was like just this week or like last week. The the guy who uh, voiced Charlie Brown. He kind of had an interesting life as well. He quit acting in 1972, um, and he became a radio jockey. And then he went to a school for psychology and communications. Um, and then he uh, worked in real estate after that. So, <laughs> well, when, um, Keith, when you say recently, Jan- January 18th, it was like, well, I Google it and it says five hours ago. Huh? Peter Robbins, original voice of Charlie Brown, dies at sixty-five. Uh, according 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 to IMDb, he died on January eighteenth, uh, two thousand twenty-two. Oh, hmm. Wow, that is still that's soon. Uh-oh. Oh yeah. yeah, four days ago. That's too bad. Uh, yeah, Charlie Brown. He did like yeah, all the mm-hmm. classics. He probably watched her the holidays, like the Thanksgiving mm-hmm. one, the Great Pumpkin one. And he wasn't mm-hmm. that old. Oh, this this is the kid, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That makes and sense. he he did this uh, this uh, role of Elmer he did before doing any of the uh, Charlie Brown stuff because then that started in like 1965. Yep, yep, pre Charlie Brown, pre Brown, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, finally Marilyn Lavelle um, has 11 acting credits, uh, and they're going from 1956 to 1996. Um, and it seems like she was more of actually like a she performed music more often than really was an actor. She did a lot of show tunes um, and she was known to have like kind of like comedic elements. She performed with other comedians sometimes um, and she helped in perform music for movie soundtracks. She wrote the lyrics for a song called Torment in Scream, Blackula mm. Scream. So Scream, Blackula Scream. That's what it was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Yep. yep. Scream, I want to watch that movie. That sounds Cue amazing. That up. Nah, that's mm-hmm. what we're watching next. 
First, we have to watch season one, episode four of the Munsters, Rock Up by Munster, which gets a 7.7 7, uh, out of 10 on IMDb. Really? One of the higher rating ones. Yeah, not as high as last episode, got a 7.8. 7. This one's got a 7.7. 7. And here is the breakdown Herman believes that Lily's expecting a child. And that's, oh, that's it. it. So huh. it opens up with Herman and Grandpa watching a soap opera or a medical drama on TV. Like they're watching the description of a surgery. Yes. On TV. And then the TV set acts up right in the middle. And Grandpa says, right in the middle of my favorite comedy. Ha, ha. Mm-hmm. So, oh, it's opposite. Yeah. yeah. So he's beaten on the TV. He changes the channel. There's a Western. Uh, Igor, the bat comes in, he starts squeaking, <laughs> and then grandpa says he hates TV ever since Bat Masterson went off the air. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know who that is, but I'm okay, sure. uh, I do. Oh, Keith knows. Uh, Bat Masterson was a TV series, um, it had three seasons, 108 episodes. Uh, it was hey. on from 1958 to 1960. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, Bat American Western television series. Which was a fictionalized account of the life of real life Marshall Gambler Dandy, uh, Marshall slash Gambler slash Dandy Bat Masterson, mm. uh, title character played by Gene Barry. It was on NBC. Uh, so this is another one of those little uh, pop culture references. Yep. That's so Igor doesn't time. like that because of the name Bat yep. Masterson. <laughs> okay. He's big on Bat Masterson. Yeah. Bartholomew <laughs> William Barclay Bat Masterson was a U.S. Army scout, lawman, professional gambler, and journalist known for his exploits in the 19th and early 20th century of the American Old West. He was born to a working class Irish family, Quebec. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But that is so, yeah. So, be, yeah, because of the TV show's name is Bat, and it's ever since it was off, Igor is not happy. No. But Grandpa shoots him off. Get out of here, Igor. You little son of a so now we get another reference that was from the previous episode. Herman says, you shouldn't have repaired this with those war surplus radar parts. <laughs> so they really got to think about war surplus parts. They Ew. must be garbage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's pissed off about that. Mm. He hits it and gets a kick. I don't know. So he hits it, blah, blah. Uh, and then he tells Herman, he's like, don't be so hot headed. And Herman's like, I can't help it. That's how I'm made. Uh, which is a, it got a laugh from the can. Yeah. Uh, but I think is there one? There's one of those references every episode, probably. Yeah. There? But th- yeah. this yeah. one had, there's a few of these where he's how he's made. Uh, so now the radar parts, radar parts are tuning into the house where there mm-hmm. are apparently cameras all over the place. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> Herman's like, is he spying? Or is Grandpa spying on the family? So Grandpa last episode made a shri- made a growing, uh, like an enlarging device, right? Yes, it worked. Yes. It made things bigger. Yeah, but he couldn't like handle the electricity part. Now yep. he has repaired a television with radar parts <laughs> that pick up <laughs> camera signals. So. We can, we tune in on Eddie, who's trying to catch uh, the cat some food, and you can hear audio. Ed, Eddie's talking. The cat roars. Rawr, yep. Um, and you're like, oh man. So tuning in, watching Eddie. 
And then they tune in and they see Lily and Marilyn. They're in the kitchen. Oh, by the okay. way, Eddie, he's trying to catch uh, the raven out of the, the clock. Oh, is that yeah. what he's doing to feed the cat? Yeah. yeah. I was very disinterested, to be honest. <laughs> that seems to like, be how it goes with a lot of Eddie's yeah. <laughs> plot like, lines. Okie doke. Well, like the whole... The whole technology part was really throwing me for a loop. Uh, but then we tune into Lily and Marilyn and they're in the kitchen and they're talking. We hear them talking. You know. No, we, there's no talking. We just oh, see them really? talking. And then Herman says, try to see if we can hear what they're saying. I love eavesdropping. We could hear what Eddie was saying. Yeah. It's not like a new wrinkle in the way this works, <laughs> but whatever. This whole thing really upset me. <laughs> like, yeah, this stinks. I could have uh, sworn we could like hear them talking in the background already. And he was like, let's turn up the audio or something. I was like, we can hear them. But maybe I was thinking of Eddie. So it's just, it's just a weird, it's such it a is. strange, it's very weird. Thing. Marilyn and Lily, they're talking uh, and their conversation makes it sound like Lily is pregnant. Yeah. Right. Uh, I didn't, I didn't really care much for it was it's like, oh, you know, blah, blah. Eddie's going to have a new playmate and we're all excited. And then Herman realizes, uh, and then she's like, we can tell Herman. And then she's like, well, I'll just I'll let Herman know when he needs to know. And Herman <laughs> hears this and it doesn't upset him. He realizes he is such a minuscule part of this whole Lily being pregnant plan. And it doesn't bother him at all. Nope. Nope. <laughs> it's <just> like <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, and then he goes, what do you think, Grandpa? Will it be a boy or a girl? And Grandpa says, probably probably <laughs> <laughs> which i can't remember if the can laughed at or not i meant to write it down when cans laugh at things well, i uh, did <laughs> yeah i was like it's a weird weird line and then we get the banger right that's when the that's when oh. the drop that theme comes yeah. in man it's like drops the bass there it is mm-hmm. and we get herman still pleased as punch that he landed a wife like lily you know I, I like Herman's reaction. I also like Eddie's reaction where he's got like this weird look on his face when Lily goes in to grab his head. Yeah. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Those, yeah. That, I like that. That stood out to me for whatever reason this time watching. I was like, that's a pretty good face. Good for yeah. you. <laughs> and grandpa still tries to bite his daughter's wrist. Yep. Yeah. So we come back and Marilyn's like, Marilyn's still talking to Lily and now we have to rehash what we saw before the theme song. Mm-hmm. It's like a minute ago when we were talking, did you feel like we were being watched? Well, he's like, no, but I'll check. So he looks in the oven. No, Eddie. He looked in the oven for Eddie because he likes to be in yeah. there. He mm-hmm. looked in the cupboard for grandpa where Eddie usually is. And no grandpa in there. There's and a bird, though. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, the bird was in there. It's like so, I wish the bird would stay in his clock or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. Yep. So he's just allowed. He's not stuck in there. I guess no. he's like allowed to just roam and go never more, never more, and fly. Yeah, around. and he said never more. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. So Marilyn says that you know she's babysitting the family doctor's son, Doctor Dudley's son, uh, and the doctor's wife are going to a convention. Marilyn's going to watch little Elmer, which is Elmer, is such a great name. Uh, and so Lily's going to break the news to Herman gently because there's lots of layers to this plot. His birthday is this week mm-hmm. and we know he doesn't like strange people in the house. <laughs> and then so Marilyn says, better wait till he's in a good mood. We don't want him falling to pieces. 
And you're uh, just like, ah, here it comes. And he's like, mm-hmm. he's so hard to put back together again. Mm-hmm. And Implying then implying that he's a man made of many parts. And he, yeah. You know, you know. Now, mm-hmm. remember when she looked in the oven for Eddie, she opened up and flames shut out, right? Yes. So yep. I'm like, no, Eddie. So then now she goes to put a cake in the oven. <laughs> flames come out. And then she goes, devil's food cake. They all love it. And I guess the joke uh, is that it's oh. devil's food cake. Like the last episode, Grandpa was upset that the angels won. Yeah. Now yeah. we have devil's food cake mm-hmm. uh, in an open flame. So I rewound this segment. I rewound this segment because <laughs> it looked like she was putting empty pans into the into the oven. Yeah, I'm be honest. I was paying like half attention, and I first I thought it was like a garbage shoot. <laughs> I didn't realize it was the oven, right? Like she's opening up, and I was like, "Oh, that's where they put the trash." Um, and then she got like, a problem if a giant flame is coming out of your of your oven like that. It's the like, you should get a look. I at. assume there's like a monster or dragon down there or something, or mm-hmm. that's where Spot is at or something. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, wait a minute, Devil's Food Cake. So I rewound it and watched that, and I'm like, oh, it is in the oven. We go from there to Herman and Lily on the balcony during a storm. Yes. Right? And Herman's like, oh, it's like our honeymoon. Remember that? Devil's Island. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. Keith, do we have trivia on Devil's oh, Island? I've got some. I'm assuming trivia. it's oh. a thing. Uh, well, I know this. They reference uh, they met Captain Dreyfus there. Captain Dreyfus. Yeah, I have a question mark here. Uh, so I Googled this because I was like, because sometimes sometimes with these pop culture references i just let it slide i'm like whatever it's something they just are talking about but this time i was like what are they talking about like this seems so oddly specific mm-hmm. um and yeah he was like he was convicted of treason this guy named alfred dreyfus uh in 1894 for allegedly passing military secrets to the germans uh and he was imprisoned on devil's island but oh. he was eventually pardoned because the evidence was super flimsy and i think some other guy actually admitted that he had like forged a lot of it and it was perhaps mostly due because the like um, the French or whoever were like it was more like a- about like anti-Semitism rather than like justice. They were oh. mad at him because he was Jewish. So sure, okay. So Devil's Island was a prison island. Yep, but the only prisoner was Captain Alfred Dreyfus. Well, that they spoke of, right? They're like because they like oh, all the good resorts closed down. Like, we should have kept in touch with that Captain Dreyfus. I wonder what he's up to. Something like that. Yeah. which is, That's not even a hot topic from like. No, the, it's not even topical. It's 1894. <laughs> and it's a very esoteric reference. Very obscure. Right. Like the writer yeah. knew about it. And that was about it. Yeah. I feel like the writer is really like proud about that reference. Like, yeah. Really, he like, knew. About Titan in this title. Like, yeah. Yeah. Snuck that in. And it's not like a Wikipedia where you can like type in devil and then find all the references. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like oh devil's island this sounds interesting nope yeah yeah are, are we sure though that like uh if i do a you know in, in looking this up here um are we sure they're not talking about uh uh devil's island in ashland county wisconsin are we sure we're not talking about that <laughs> i'm well if there's a captain dreyfus there maybe um, no i don't think so i don't think so I, that'd be too much of a coincidence i think but Okay. Why yeah. was Devil's Island in Wisconsin? Uh, it's one of the 22 Apostle Islands in northern Wisconsin. I don't know what that means. Has been What's known it? as the as Louisiana Island, uh, Barney and Lamborn's Island, Brownstone Island, and Rabbit Island. I still don't know what any of those words But mean. never, But never Dreyfus Island or anything like that. I don't know 
what any of that's, that is. Yeah, <laughs> oh. I've <laughs> it's an island. I don't yeah. know. It's a de- well, it, what, if there was a resort there, it closed down, which is possible. There's lots of closed resorts in Wisconsin. So Herman, they're in the storm. Herman is hinting that Lily is quiet and she should be talking more. Maybe, oh, about a bundle. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's right. I got a bundle of laundry. I have to. So she gets up and walks <laughs> by. And as she walks by, she drops a piece of paper. It is yes. Dr. Dudley's card that Marilyn gave her earlier. Yeah. Like, oh, he even gave us his car with his phone number, right? Yeah. And also, she over. wants to go put the laundry out on the line. She's going to go hang out. Yeah. yeah. Take advantage yeah. of the good weather. And Herman's like begging her to stop. Stop, stop. You got your paper. You dropped the paper. And she just like ignores him. She's like still with an earshot. Just yeah. Walks away. The paper. This mm-hmm. paper. And she's like, fuck you. I'm done yeah. talking to you, dimwit. <laughs> and yeah. she, she just goes. Um, he goes going on about the paper again. Oh, boy. <laughs> It's always about a paper or, or a whatever. So Dr. Dudley MD, he reads that and then he has a look of concern for some reason. I don't understand why he'd be concerned, like because he thinks that she's pregnant mm-hmm. and then having the card of a doctor only makes sense. Right. Yeah. I guess like, I guess he doesn't like this guy, though. Is that, that's kind of what I was. They kind of hint at that. Right. Like, he, like well, they get to that. Mm-hmm. Well, they have a very long conversation out in front of his house. Uh, but yeah, it's like, doctor, I don't know. I don't get it. So <laughs> then Herman and Grandpa go to Dr. Dudley's house. I don't know why, but they go there to find <laughs> out from Dr. Dudley himself about the pregnancy. In the middle of the night. Yeah. Herman's like, at least when we bother him at this hour, it's only 4 a.m. in the morning. And they're like, well, the grandpa's like, yeah, all those doctors have those crazy parties at night and blah, blah, blah. He should, he's getting home. <laughs> and then we cut in and we see the doctor. He's up and he's complaining. I, I thought he had heard Herman and grandpa out there talking, but he's just up because he has indigestion and yeah. he lost his darn glasses. <laughs> he's got a lot of problems. And doctor. then she, this wife's like, what, what is the problem? He's like, you and your <laughs> oysters Rockefeller. <laughs> Okay, and the doctor he is he can't see without his glasses. He can't he can't even stand upright because of indigestion. He's like, I'm gonna go drink some hot milk. (laughs) I don't know what that does. Oh yeah, well, a glass of warm milk I guess helps with people sleep. Is one thing. Hot milk. But Um, also, if you've already got a stomachache from oysters, Rockefeller, I don't think milk is what you should be going for. And hot dairy. And hot dairy, once it gets to a point, starts to curdle, right? Because it. Uh, Yeah. So the doctor then looks in the mirror and says, Oh, dearie, you look awful. And his wife's like, That's, (laughs) you're looking at yourself, you dipshit. I'm over here. (laughs) And then the doorbell rings at 4 a.m. And he goes, I'll get it. Not like who the hell's ringing the doorbell for him. It's like, eh, I'm going that way anyway. Like, I get it. Okay, so he does have glasses. You can't find them right now, but these are glasses that are going to make like Harry Carries look like they're thin, normal eyeglasses. <laughs> but also, aren't there any like, uh, you know, he's a doctor. Shouldn't you have to like pass some sort of like visual tests in order <laughs> yeah, to be a doctor? Because he's, I mean, look. I, I get it. Somebody quickly looks at a mirror and, you know, it kind of looks like a picture. And if they don't recognize themselves right away, <laughs> I mean, I can sympathize <laughs> with that, second. but <laughs> you, know, you can relate yeah. to this. Keith, yeah. Is that what you're saying? You, yeah. see, you see something that looks like a picture of a person. And you can't tell if it's yourself or not. I get that. Exactly. Yeah. But this guy has no glasses. 
he has all other senses out the door. Perception eliminated. Mm-hmm. He can't tell up from down, uh, mm-hmm. left from right, hot from cold. It's all gone. It's like hysteria. Like yeah. it's yeah. got like a psychological issue going on here. It's just like, what is going on? So then we cut to Herman and Grandpa. They're at the door. And then of course they're talking outside the door because they gotta set up some stuff here, right? And Herman's like, uh, and well, grandpa's like, you gotta be up front, you gotta ask. And Herman's like, okay, okay. Uh, but I think there was like a conversation there. It's like the last time I was here, he fainted, or like I went for a, a, a checkup and he fainted. So the doctor opens the door and stares directly into Herman's chest. And he says, <laughs> yes, what is it at this hour? And then, and then so Herman's like telling him, blah, blah, I'm here. And he goes, you look like a patient I recently lost, meaning <laughs> a dead patient, right? Yeah. But he, so he can see enough of Herman. to he, he couldn't tell that he wasn't his wife in a mirror right in front of him. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he can tell that Herman looks like. Uh, and then he's like, no, no, no. You examined me once and fainted in the middle of the examination. And the doctor goes, did Which... I? I got to watch that <laughs> fainting. Meaning he faints a lot. <laughs> he doesn't. All the time. Yeah, <laughs> apparently the time. this apparently this doesn't have anything to do with the fact that the normal thing of you know people getting scared by Herman looking like Frankenstein. He's so, just got a thing yep. where he faints. Yep. Now, yep. here was the second funniest part of this whole episode for me. Grandpa talks and the doctor says, <laughs> what you know, not uh, this part. When I don't have my glasses, I hear double. And then Herman's like, no, that's my grandpa. And he goes. Oh, he looks like a tall penguin. And that part <laughs> made me genuinely laugh. I chuckled out loud at that. Like a tall penguin. <laughs> and it was my second favorite part of the episode. We'll get that to was, my first. That was uh, great. Oh, you're right. So Herman yeah. wants to know. He's like, Doc, you got to let me know. Is my wife expecting a child? And this idiot doctor somehow remembers at 4 a.m. this piece of information and says, yes. All the arrangements have been made. Uh, yeah, the, with your wife, the child is good to go. Well, it'll be there, right? So Herman <laughs> shakes his hand, right? This idiot doctor who, who can't remember anything. He faints all the time, remembers this mm-hmm. specific piece of information. But then he shakes Herman's hand. And now Herman has a new power, hairy ass <laughs> hands. Yes. What is up with that? Because the doctor goes, I remember you. You brought your dog to the last appointment. <laughs> and you put his paw out. So this idiot doctor thinks this nine foot man's hand is a dog's paw. So that would be an enormous dog. And yes. you don't see hair on Herman's hands ever before. No. But he's got hairy. <laughs> Not just like hair on your knuckles, but just a rug of hair on the back of his hand. Yeah, like yeah. like like Wolfman esque hair yes. almost on it, and it's like, what is going? Like, where is this coming from? <laughs> and like, like this is ran- this random thing. We've seen his hands plenty. Why are we suddenly seeing this? Also, if he is a Frankenstein monster, so technically he's a bunch of dead body parts together. Like, is this hair growing all the time? Like, I don't know what is going on here. <laughs> maybe it comes out when it's excited. Herman's well, excited. Maybe. He grows oh, yeah. the hair on mm-hmm. the back of his right hand. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but the, the doctor pets it. The pets yeah. the hand. The doctor it's thinks so this weird. man has brought his dog and his tall penguin with him to talk about his mm-hmm. um, his wife. Yep. So the doctor <laughs> leaves. Grandpa goes, you see, Herman, I told you it was true. He's not treating Lily for no hangnail. Uh, okay. 
So the doctor goes back to bed, <laughs> says he couldn't find the kitchen. He lives in the house. <laughs> I can walk around my house with my eyes closed and I can find the kitchen. No problem. Yes. Right? He couldn't find the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. who was at the door? Oh, is Herman Munster. Um, he's watching Elmer, right? And she's like, oh, yeah, nice people. Marilyn is nice. What's Herman like? And he goes, I couldn't get a good luck without my specs, but it turns out he was about nine feet tall and had a penguin with him. (laughs) (laughs) That turned out to be his grandfather. So he's nine (laughs) feet tall, had a penguin. That's his grandfather. And she doesn't blink. She's just like, makes sense. My idiot husband. (laughs) Says the dumbest shit, and this yes. does not phase me. Unfazed, this, much this like doc- the babysitter. This doctor is getting quite the yeah. showcase, I might add. Like, yes. this is like, feels ben, like a comedy routine or something yeah. that he is, came up with. Is this the part, though, where like she's like, you need to stop worrying about Medicare? Yeah, that well, that comes up. And, <laughs> and then she he goes, it's grandfather, and she goes, oh, Edward, you better get some sleep. I didn't know worrying about Medicare was bothering you this much. The whole socialized oh. medicine was a problem in the 60s. And this doctor's <laughs> dumbass then <laughs> lays down on the floor yes. next, next <laughs> to the bed and goes, huh, this mattress is lumpy. Now this And his wife doesn't tell him. <laughs> she off. does not like him, I don't think. <laughs> I think he's funny, but there's nobody this dumb. Herman <laughs> is the dumbest person in the show. Yeah. You shouldn't have another character dumber than Herman. <laughs> Yeah, especially if he's a doctor. That yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, like that, I like this doctor, but it felt like this. You know, we were talking last episode about the monster's brand of humor, and I was like, mm-hmm. this doesn't really feel like no. the monster's brand at all. But it was so weird, and it was yeah. funny. The penguin shit, man, that killed yeah, me. That was so good. So, I thought was a giant penguin. Yeah, <laughs> and it turned out to be his grandpa. I could that all made me laugh. I like that, uh, but the fact that this is a doctor and he's that dumb. <laughs> It just goes on and very on troubling. And on. Very troubling. <laughs> so now we cut back. Marilyn's talking to Lily. We're like, where's you know, where's Herman? No, he took spot to the car wash for his weekly bath. That got canned laughter. Uh, so Herman, last episode, right? Monster in the park. This episode goes out and day with the monster <laughs> to the car wash. <laughs> so Marilyn. Does not know what to get Herman for his birthday. That's right. It's his birthday this week. We all totally forgot because it's all been about the doctor. Yep. Uh, yep. Would he like a snakeskin tobacco pouch? <laughs> no, the old one is still wiggling. <laughs> so Lily says Herman's been wanting a second car. I'm going to get him a second car. Last episode, he was grunting in the dark about Bill's $103 electric bill. Uh, previous episode, he's got to go out and scare up rent. This episode, Lily's like, I'm just going to get a second car. Surprise. Hey, it's like a Lexus commercial, right? He's going to walk out with a bow on a car. And I'm like, where is so, so wildly inconsistent. And then Marilyn Dracula, says, they spend so much money. They use up so much resources. I know. And he says, Marilyn then says, well, I'll just get him another season pass to Forest Memorial Park. And then I wrote this down. There was canned laughter for that. <laughs> and I did not. I don't get what was funny. It that. was so it, like a cemetery or something. I don't know. It it would be. I don't know a, a, what human 
could hear that line and genuinely laugh at it. Bust up, yeah. Unless they worked at Forest Memorial Park. <laughs> yeah. I don't no, know. I, yeah. I didn't get it. Didn't There's get one it. here in Jasper, Georgia, and it says find a grave next to it. Um, so I'm going to guess, yes, this is uh, oh Forest Lawn Memorial Park, Hollywood Hills. Is it a cemetery? Six for- forest Lawn Cemeteries in Southern California. Well, there, mm, you well, there you go. Very yeah. specific to it. Be, I mean, I would have been, I've been living in a flyover state. No idea what that means. All right. <laughs> so we cut to a used car lot. Guys stand there. A driverless car pulls up. He's mm-hmm. like, oh. what? He's like rubbing his eyes. Nobody <clears> in the driver's seat. The door opens. So this is apparently the invisible man that grandpa was playing oh, checkers with two episodes right. oh That's yeah i forgot opinion. about that yeah so he's he's an invisible man he's not a ghost. i thought he was a ghost but <sighs> well or it's a ghost who knows the door opens up and then the camera follows like someone's walking around the car opens up lily's door in the back passenger side and lily gets out mm-hmm. so they, I like for to- some reason they need a second car when lily <laughs> doesn't even drive uh, yeah, she a has to have a driver. The invisible man's driving around the, yeah. the family, it seems. Yeah. So yeah. Lily oh. walks up to a bewildered car salesman and says, Now this this whole inter- exchange really confused me. Are you Diamond Jim? Yes. <laughs> Did I talk to you on the phone earlier? No. <laughs> it must have been my brother Diamond Irving. And how did you know that it was Diamond Jim? Oh, that's so weird. What a weird he called joke. and talked to Diamond Irving, but didn't <laughs> come and ask for Diamond Irving. Said, Oh, are you Diamond Jim? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, Yep, sense. so it's all could have been cut. That part, you don't need that. Just say, nope. Yes, I'm Diamond Jim. Yeah, to me on the phone, <laughs> I, unless they wanted to say Diamond Irving, like that's funny. I guess yeah. maybe I don't know. It was to me, I, I'll be yeah, honest. I but like the whole thing, it was like, I don't, I don't get what's going on here. So, anyway, she's yeah. looking for something nice for her husband's birthday. He says, Are you in, were you in the movies? And she says, Yeah, we saw a lovely picture called Body Snatchers, <laughs> which I am assuming is the invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, which, I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 no. I thought I might have seen you on the late, late show. And she is very flattered. She's like, oh, but Lily doesn't. So he goes and shows her a car. Uh, it was owned by a, a doctor, maybe or something. I can't remember what it was. Oh, no, a, a preacher, a Hollywood preacher, something like that. Uh, Lily doesn't like the first car because it has leopard upholstery. And she goes, what about something with wolf hide? <laughs> Which was a weird <laughs> request. And he's like, ah, yeah, how about this over here, this hot rod? Uh, it's like fitted with t- genuine Tijuana something or other. Genuine Tijuana tuck and roll. Yep, that's what it was. And uh, Which is a real thing. What is that? Okay, what is it? Uh, it's, a, it's a type of upholstery uh, or upholstering actually done, I guess, back then. Tijuana tuck um, and roll. There's an Urban Dictionary thing for it as well, but I think we'll skip what that is. Though. Yeah, I bet. Um, yeah, that doesn't seem like something that we should be doing these days. Tijuana tuck and roll. Uh, well, now also let's take note. The car prior was like seven thousand dollars, which I'm thinking about. Like mm-hmm. that's an expensive car. Yeah. Uh, like even, even if today, like a used car for seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I mean, that's a that's a chunk of change. I mean, it's not you know whatever. But yeah. I mean, back then they had been like fifty thousand dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. 
So then she sees this hot rod with the Tijuana tuck and roll, and she's taken by it. But she's like, no, wait, I like that baby right there. And it's a hearse. Uh, and <laughs> he's course. like, what? You like this? He's like, yeah, it's a hearse. Grandpa's dying for something like this, uh, <laughs> which I'm assuming was joke, right? <laughs> Uh, and yep. he's like, are you sure? You know, this is a hearse or he, he doesn't say hearse. They no. don't say hearse. So I wonder if that was like a on a list of banned words. Don't say hearse. If it was implied. Yeah, because I wasn't sure. I assume that's what it was. Because, But I was like, why aren't yeah. they just saying it? Why aren't they coming out and just telling us yeah. what this is? So she says she wants it. I'll take it. Now, this is where it gets to me just equally unbelievable as anything that we've seen so far. She goes, I'll take it. And I'll take that one, too. <laughs> if... You can call a custom body shop <laughs> and tell them it's a rush order, a rush job, and have them, and then that's when it fades out. So not only are we days away from Herman's, you know, birthday. Yep. She's going out to buy a car when <laughs> we've been fretting about bills and yep. scaring up rent. Yep. She's not going to buy one car. She's going to buy two cars. <laughs> then, okay, but Derek... Your first car, though, your first car, though, was seven thousand some dollars. I get that. The hearse is only nine forty three and yep. the hot rod is seven ninety five. So she's making a great deal here. I, oh, I get that. I, I get that they're cheaper than the other one. But then she's requesting custom body work. <laughs> right. That's In just gonna, a few days. It's going to fuse the two cars together into the mm-hmm. the monster yeah. car that we all know and love. Right. So that that's going to happen. Right. And but she thinks she has the audacity to assume that can happen in a few days. Call your custom body well, shop, tell them to drop everything they got going on. I got nothing but money. I got an invisible driver. Call up West Coast Customs. Yeah. An exhibit. And uh <laughs> to me, this was the most outlandish of all of the things. I was like, I was angry for the custom body shop. Like they're gonna get that phone call. They're gonna get that phone call and be like, Who is asking for this? This monster lady. <laughs> Who and like she would just have to be dropping money on them like mm-hmm. crazy to to turn this around in like a day or two. Yep. But think about it. if you went if you went to an auto place now and you were like, yeah, I'll take this one and give me that one over there. They'll probably be a little open to like helping you out and finding like something to do like and, and getting stuff done for you. Maybe that's the same type of thing. She's like, yeah, I'll take this car and that one and well, then take it over to a custom place. And they're like, you're going to buy two cars? Absolutely, lady. Sure. No, well, hold on. Now, it's not just two cars, but now she's requesting that they become one. They combined right? together. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we, they're, it's not they're made of, of like Play Doh and you pull the pieces apart and stick them back together. It, <laughs> yeah. it, it's not Legos. You like, right? Mm-hmm. It is, it is legit. The cars, it, anyway, whatever. So yeah. after, my fury died down. I hit play again. And then we resume <laughs> to grandpa and Herman. They're coming in from digging in the garden and garden is looking better this year. And Herman's like, yeah, things are dying out earlier. But once again, <laughs> very <laughs> unexpected. Did you guys pay attention to what, what they were carrying with them? Uh, what I'm assuming it was uh, some, some to kill things. Quick grow for toadstools. Okay. <laughs> Uh, crabgrass seed and nice. some kind of beetle food. Uh, the, the best things you can possibly do to kill a garden. Yeah. And then so Grandpa asks, as Lily has told Herman about the little one they're expecting, and he's like, no, she hasn't said anything. And Herman has dropped all sorts of hints. And Grandpa's like, well, isn't that like a woman? 
And yeah. Herman wants to relax after all of this work outside. This is such an unnecessary scene. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, how about we go in the parlor? He takes off his coat and he says, how about we go in the parlor and play chess? Grandpa's like, no, let's go in there and play a three-handed game of solitaire. And it gives him back <laughs> his coat. Like he needs yeah. this coat. That, like what? He just took it off. Like he was out outside. digging in the garden. He needs this dirty-ass coat again to play solitaire. Oh, such Grandpa also never scene. knew when half his wives were expecting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what he said, too. Yeah. yeah. I guess that was the point of the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very unnecessary, though. Did, did you notice how, like, in this, for whatever reason, this episode, it, like, was very obvious, like, all the cobwebs everywhere. And they're, like, sticking to the actors as they were, like, talking to each other and, like, trying <laughs> to, like, walk through it. <laughs> it looks so yeah. uncomfortable. I did not notice, but now I, now I need to go back and watch again. <laughs> So then they're off to play a three-handed game of solitaire. That's yep. not how solitaire works. <laughs> yeah. So then Lily like is talking to Diamond Jim on the phone about the customizations, right? Mm-hmm. And her and Herman and Grandpa are on the outside of the room. They walk in to play their solitaire, and they hear Lily talking, which the phone is in a coffin, which is kind of cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she's on the phone. I haven't told my husband anything yet. It'll make a great birthday surprise, don't you think? Uh, More thoughtful than a new necktie. And then you keep cutting the back to Herman and Grandpa, and they're like, oh, what? What? A birthday surprise. Uh, A 30-day guarantee, and I know we can always trade it in if he doesn't like (laughs) it. And then Herman's look on his face. He's like, what? And and it's a 30-day guarantee, and this motherfucker is a custom rush job. You know, <laughs> body shop work. There's no 30 day guarantee. No. You pay for this. You own this. You own yes. it. I was getting angry again. Uh, <laughs> so then Grandpa and Herman, they're like, "Are we sure we're talking about a baby here?" And then she goes, "Oh yeah, I won't forget about the custom seat covers." And then Herman goes, "Believe me, she's talking about a baby." <laughs> Uh, All right, that they nice. need that for some sort babies of have custom like it's the most obvious of all of the things that it's a car because of seat covers. But <laughs> I don't know. so now Herman is downstairs for breakfast and he gives Lily a big kiss because he's for sure there's a baby coming. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, good morning to you. And Herman insists on setting the table and fixing breakfast. Uh, he wants Lily. He doesn't want Lily slaving away in the kitchen. And then she puts he puts Lily down on the chair and she goes, Herman, you're so forceful. And it's like, ooh, Lily likes it. Like she's this is this is the horny moment. But yeah, uh, he, he reaches down. He just grabs her by the butt and lifts her up yep. and moves her over. And she's like, you're so forceful. And I was ooh, like, whoa, like that's it. that's mm. kind of creepy. Yep. <laughs> and the grandpa comes down and Herman says he's fixing breakfast. And grandpa's like, oh, yes, yes, I understand. This is very thoughtful of you, Herman. Mm-hmm. And so Herman grabs a vase. He looks at it confused. I thought he like, he's going to cook with this. Was my first thought. I'm like, he's going to make something in this vase. But instead, he just instead of opening the window, he punches through the window. Which I mean, this is your damn window, man. Mm-hmm. You got to fix this now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he pulls out a big handful of weeds from the backyard and he puts them in the vase and puts them on the table. And he says, "Lovely weeds for a lovely lady." Wow. Hmm. That was a very, weird moment for me. Very, like, very this. slick, very suave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just and and they looked. They were just straight up weeds. They, there was yes. nothing. Even there wasn't even like a stray flower in there. Nothing. 
So Eddie slides down a pole. Is that oh, what yeah. happens now? It's like yeah, a fire because, pole. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie is Where here. Did, if you if we'd forgotten about Eddie, he is here. Yeah. He came down a pole. Where did that pole come from? <laughs> it wasn't there he, when he walked over. I thought he's usually but, in mm. the cabinet. No, he slides down a pole <laughs> and Herman sits him down and puts a napkin around his neck. And he's like, hey, daddy's getting breakfast. What's up, grandpa? And grandpa's like, shh. And then <laughs> now he says this next line, which implies once again that Herman is out and about and people know who he is. Yeah. Was daddy up all night playing poker with those men from the office? So yes. Herman goes to an office. He goes yeah. to an office. When? Another Don't clue. know. People, so people he works with people and they see him and they play poker sometimes. Yeah. So They're he's like, got friends outside of yeah. work. Nope. Or, and then. Yeah. And then Eddie's like, no, something's got to be up from back in this mushy. And Lily's like, no, no, he's just naturally a sweet man. Aren't you, pussycat? <clears throat> and then he goes, I tried to be mother. Oh, God. The way he that says was, that. Yes, that was very creepy. Mike Pensy. Uh, that was like I a chill down my spine when he said <laughs> mother, that. Mother. Mother. So now we cut to Lily in the other room and Herman is bringing in a snack for lunch, strawberries and pickles, which I'm assuming uh, is a craving combination mm-hmm. for pregnant women. And that's, that's what I was like a pickles and ice cream or something like that type thing that sweet people and sour. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's like, ah, so Herman sits down and he's going to play music on the organ while Lily eats. And he's she's eating strawberries. He's blasting a bunch of dust and shit out of the mm-hmm. organ. <laughs> that can't be healthy. <laughs> nope. And he goes, it's Brahms lullaby, and which was not no, recognizable in any way. No. Herman sucks at the organ so bad. <laughs> yes. Lily, last time we saw Lily play, she was good. I thought she did a great job. Herman, oh, God, please stop. Like, oh. I was mad about this. <laughs> it was unrecognizable. And he's like, Brahms, mm-hmm. Brahms uh, lullaby. I'm like okie doke dust flying everywhere oh man he couldn't just play like a cool creepy song like nope uh, man nope. and then so Lily is like this is the moment Herman I need to tell you something and Herman goes I already know what you're gonna say and she goes oh Herman you're so uncanny and he goes <laughs> well I happened to eavesdrop on you in Maryland and then happened to run into Dr. Dudley and then <laughs> she says oh Herman you busybody um, so he he knows about Eddie's play friend playmate Eddie's yeah. new playmate is what mm-hmm. right? and she's like how do you know and it's like and I talked to Doctor Dudley and Herman wants to know when approximately the child will be arriving or be is due and Liz is like well I can tell you exactly uh, it's a boy he'll be here tomorrow at nine a.m. his name is Elmer <laughs> nine a.m. is perfect don't you think. When he arrives, he can have some breakfast if he's hungry. Mm-hmm. And Herman's like, what? You know, Herman's eyes get big. And then mm-hmm. he goes, well, science has made some awfully big strides since Eddie was born. <laughs> but I yeah. guess automation is everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Okie doke. Yeah. Weird, weird <laughs> lines. But Herman's just like, what, 9 a.m.? He's going to have breakfast? What is going on? I don't yeah. get it. So the next... To him. Yep. Tomorrow, 9 a.m. I can tell you exactly when he's going to be here. Tomorrow, 9 a.m. It's a boy. Mm-hmm. He's Elmer. Right? She's not... She's unplussed. He is like... Aah. So then, the next day, Marilyn arrives with Elmer. 
And I wrote this down because Elmer had a very specific look to him. I said, it looks like Elmer sees dead people. He looked like <laughs> what's his face from that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah he, does. he looked just like him just sitting there. I'm like, he sees dead people. And then <laughs> so I'm like, oh, Eddie. And Eddie comes out of the cupboard. No, he no. He comes out from under the sink this time. Oh, uh, from the sink or the oven, maybe. I don't know. He comes out. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, oh. Boy, you got some neat ears. <laughs> That's what the <laughs> Elmer says to Eddie. Uh, and they run off, right? Elmer's got toys and it's like, oh boy, right? Uh, and then Lily's like, it's a good kid, but he's not as good looking as Eddie. His ears aren't pointed mm-hmm. and he's got a dreadful haircut. And I'm like, all right. <sighs> so yep. Lily is kind of upset that Herman overslept, right? It's 9 a.m. the next day. He hasn't come down for breakfast yet. Elmer's been in, boom, gone. Uh, it, because the car got there an hour ago. So Irma comes strutting in. I'll get he, he knows there's a, <laughs> there's a new bundle of joy here. He, and it's like, I kept your breakfast cold for you, which goes against everything. This show Oof. has shown me prior <laughs> making pancakes, yeah. making eggs, making ham, yep. making flames coming out of the oven. Yes. He's like, I kept it cold for you. He's like, Oh, I couldn't eat. I'm well, he, I'm too excited about the child. And <laughs> Lily goes, Oh, him. He arrived around time. He's in the living room. <laughs> like she does not give a shit about this kid. And he's like, what? It's like, it's like, what are you doing in the kitchen? If there's the babies in the living room and it's like, I'll be fine. Go introduce yourself. And then I'll, then I've got another surprise for you. He's like, I don't know if I can handle another surprise. My, my favorite part of the episode's coming up. Eddie yep. and Elmer, they're playing with toy planes. Mm-hmm. And Eddie pulls up this thing. It's a remote control Frankenstein's monster. And he goes, look at what's this? He's like, oh, it's remote control. And he shows him. And he, he goes, remote control? He goes, yeah. He puts it down. And, he, and this thing's walking. Walking really slow. Now, here comes Herman. He's very excited. He goes, son, Elmer, are you in here? And then he looks. <laughs> and I genuinely laughed out loud because I knew what was happening. That remote control Frankenstein walked out from around the couch <laughs> and he sees it and he is just it he, he thinks this is his child he goes oh it's yeah. my son he goes running up to this this little toy this toy is eight inches tall maybe right it's a yeah. it's a Frankenstein it's got gears coming off it it, mm-hmm. it, 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 it makes noise when it walks it's beautiful. He does not see oh. Eddie. He does not see the Elmer. Does not care. All he sees is this this little Frankenstein toy. And Grandpa comes in. He's like, "What's all the commotion?" And he's like, "Oh, he comes over his too." And Herman's like, "He looks just like me." And they're just like they're they're over the moon with this little toy. The head pops off, and Herman's like, "Oh, they had the same trouble with me when I was a boy." So that means that Herman was put together as a child. And grew up into the man that he is now. It wasn't yeah, put together yeah. as a man. They found dead baby parts oh, and put them together oh. to make her. I didn't think of it that way, but right. also hmm. now this whole time Eddie and Elmer are just behind the couch. Yeah, it's not like away. Herman. Herman's not whispering. <laughs> Him and Grandpa are not whispering. He's like, "Oh, come here, son. Come here." The whole time, like you know, trying to get the thing to walk over to oh. him. He's like, "It's just nuts." A yard away, two yeah. and a half five feet they're just over there playing toys very visible as well i'm with you Derek. this 
had me busting up. This is probably the funniest the monsters has ever been for me. Yeah, watching <laughs> this four like, episodes. This this was this was like Chef's kiss. I love yeah. this moment. He thinks this toy. It also cements Herman's a goddamn idiot. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> so Herman sees Eddie and he's like, "Come meet your new playmate." And he says. That's just a toy. He grabs it. He grabs it. He goes, that's just a toy. This kid over here is my new playmate. Elmer walks in and Herman faints because of Elmer's yep. face. Yeah. Yep. He just faints. We come back. Herman wakes up on the couch and he's like, oh, you mean it's someone else's child and we're just keeping him for a little while? Oh, thank goodness. I don't know. What I do with a child that looks like that. Because <laughs> Herman's like his ears, his face, like he can't handle this kid and he mm-hmm. faints. And so then Marilyn's like, it's okay, Uncle Herman. Aunt Lily has a birthday surprise for you. And he's like, oh, I almost forgot it was my birthday. I did too. Because minutes ago, he thought a wind up remote control toy was birthed from his wife <laughs> and it was his son and i could have used a full episode of this confusion oh, god oh. it was that was a beautiful moment that was that was <laughs> one of the greatest things i've ever seen he, like, <laughs> he genuinely loved that so then they go outside right and herman's got his eyes closed and being led by little marilyn like to me this is such a letdown mm. after this part after this yes. baby Frankenstein, mm-hmm. right? So they bring him out, and Grandpa, uh, so like, guy's eyes closed, and they tell Grandpa to bring up the hot the 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 car, and Grandpa's in this souped up hot rod hearse hybrid, which was the two cars put together, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in in record time, two day turnaround, and it is legit badass. That is a cool ass car, right? yeah. and it comes it up. Yeah. Very loud, very hot rod, very hearse. Got this weird seat in the back. <clears throat> so he's like, come on, get in, everybody. I'll take us for a ride through the cemetery, which was supposed to be a laugh moment. Uh, they all get out there and they cruise off and they're singing for He's a Jolly Good Fellow, which is really how the episode could have ended right there. But it doesn't. We cut over to yeah. Elmer uh, and Eddie watching out the window. And Elmer goes, you know, Eddie, you got the neatest parents in the whole wide world. And he goes, I know, Elmer. I know. Which, which, by the way, I love that. The fact that, like, everyone else, like, faints, runs, everything. But here's this kid who, first of all, they're scared to death of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Season is just like, man, your parents are so cool. <laughs> he, like, the kid doesn't give two shits that they're, nope. that they're these crazy monsters. Yeah. It, man, that baby Frankenstein. Yeah. That, I'm still like <laughs> chuckling to myself about that. That yeah. was so funny, man. Yeah, yeah. And I, mean, I thought it was kind of so... weird. The the, the weird. Uh, he's a just. Uh, excuse me. He is a jolly good fellow song. I was like, they're not gonna come up with some like creepy song to sing instead. Nope. <laughs> some sort of like more dour, like maybe like a funeral yeah. hymn or something, you know. Or maybe happy birthday, like because it's his birthday. Oh, yeah. I guess <laughs> I don't, you know anything there. Well, I wonder if they they yeah. thought what, what was the happy birthday song a thing then. Oh, right. And because, it was copyrighted for the longest time, too. Like, you couldn't use it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, the monster coach uh, with coach spelled with a K is, uh, is the name of the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it appears in uh, 20 episodes over the two-year run and also their movie. 
uh, George Barris and his company are the ones who kind of designed it. It says here, Barris paid a show car designer $200 to design that car. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, Barris's uh, company, they are also the people uh, behind the Batmobile in 1966. His mm. company also Ooh, that's cool. built that uh, as well. Um, it's uh, only one coach was ever made for the series in the feature film, and it was from three Ford Model T bodies put together. It's 18 feet long. Uh, it's 133 inch frame was made by hand, as were the brass radiators and fenders. It has blood red interior and black pearl paint. It took 500 hours to hand form the ornate rolled steel scroll work. Hmm. Wow. Uh, had a dropped axle, split radius rods, T springs. Its design featured a custom hearse body. Hmm. So that took yeah. them 500 hours, but in this, it was just like, yeah, <laughs> a couple it, days of listen. It's a rush job. <laughs> Can you do it? That's and cool, they could. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see it more because, yeah, that car was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Fred Gwynn never sat in the seat to drive the Munster coach. Instead, he sat on the floor uh, on the fur rugs. And during the time of the television series, uh, there's a song released uh, on a single called Here Comes the Munster Coach. Oh. Here Comes the Munster Coach, huh? Yeah. Well, the car is badass. Like I saw it that. Is. I, yeah. I, I knew it was me badass because I remember it from being a kid, but I can't remember exactly what it looked like. And then it came rolling in. I was like, oh, that's very cool. Yeah. Like once she's there and she's like, I want to buy this car and this car and combine them. I was like, oh, this is like, this is, we're going to see the iconic car is finally revealed here in episode mm-hmm. four. This is like a, a big, like uh episode overall. Plus you get just the whole stupidity of Herman's thinking a toy is his baby uh, <laughs> on top of it, uh, along with this like iconic reveal of this car and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, I, I kind of thought, you know, Herman would want to drive it himself, um, but it seems like grandpa's very ready to just like hijack the car, drive it get in the back, Herman. I'm going to drive. Why, this. why do any of them have it if they got the ghost chauffeur? Oh, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Well, what did you what did you guys think of this episode? I'm agree with what Terry said earlier that this is the best of the four we've seen so far. And again, I'll because of um, the doctor scene. Mm hmm. Uh, Herman seeing his child, and then also the the big reveal of the of the car. Yeah, I I was kind of like on like the mess side for a lot a lot of it, but then yeah, that Frankenstein joke just had me rolling. I was like, you know what, that alone makes it one of the best episodes because yeah. none, none of the others have made me like laugh as loud as that Frankenstein baby thing. That was just so amazing. Um, I did yeah. feel like sometimes maybe the uh like the jokes about, Oh, it's the opposite of what you would expect. That's what we like. I felt like that was just like mostly like filler in this. Like we could have just cut that. They're just like trying to kill time with those yeah. jokes some of the times, but mm-hmm. Hey, the Frankenstein thing worth it. Yeah, for sure. Frankenstein thing. Totally worth it. Uh, this, this episode definitely had my two favorite funny moments in the entire, the four we've seen so far with the, uh, I thought that was a penguin and <laughs> And the mistaking the toy for a child, which yeah. was just uh, <laughs> Herman is so stupid. Like that's <laughs> that's the only way he had to out stupid the doctor. He's like, well, I gotta be dumber than the doctor now. He <laughs> thought a toy yeah. was this child. Which which by the way, I, I like your idea though of like Herman seeing this this toy and being like, Oh, that's my child. 
and this idea now of like at some point in time Herman was put together as a small child mm-hmm. and like over the years like what they just like oh he should be like a few inches taller this year so let's add on some <laughs> let's get him some new legs or I just I give him the new arms and, oh no I was thinking that they had to keep like no well maybe and oh and, and he's got the same brain every time maybe but they keep having to like uh, upgrade update him until he's like fully grown like would be a fully grown man at that point that's a lot of work who's doing it at work lily I, mentions that he falls yeah. apart from time to time so maybe, mm-hmm, yeah they had to put him back together but mm-hmm. there's no like doctor on staff uh, it's probably grandpa if there's yeah, weird magic be. yeah oh i wonder if did grandpa make lily's husband for her? oh maybe nah yeah. Okay. So in the uh, IMDb, in the trivia part here, and I don't remember them mentioning this, but it says neither Lily nor Grandpa are quite sure when Herman was finally completed, but they estimate 1850. So he's 114 years old at this birthday, also. Okay. But I don't remember that part being in the scene, in a scene where them discussing that he was finally completed. So this again goes with the. So that'd be he's 114 based on when he was finally completed there but what if he like finally completed means his fully grown self (laughs) as opposed to like all the different versions of him over the years of like oh here's baby herman here's teenage herman (laughs) well they got married we can pinpoint when they were married because they went on their honeymoon to a prison Mm -hmm. they had a specific prisoner in it yep Mm -hmm. And that was what eighteen ninety or something, right? Is that what you said, Terry? Yep, yeah. eighteen ninety four. So they were married in eighteen ninety four. No, no, no. Someone say they were like they got married and then they didn't yeah. go on a honeymoon for forty years afterwards. And how? And how old is Eddie though? I he's like he's, he's in he's in like grade school or something like that. Yeah. They're a weird family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was you know season one episode four. It was it was all right. Was better yep. than the other ones. It still had moments that really upset me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you seem a lot more frustrated with this one than some I, of the well, other. that that baby Frankenstein thing like <laughs> cures all ills. That was awesome. Uh, this is the first episode though where they don't have like some weird like story thing where you're like, oh man, I wish they would have used that. Yeah, no, it's just like a bunch gone of nonsense. further. There was a yeah. lot of nonsense in this episode mm-hmm. to get to one payoff. Like, I wonder <laughs> if that was how they came with this episode. Like. The one writer had a kid who had a remote control Frankenstein toy. Oh, like, well, we got to make an episode out of this somehow. Yep. Yep. I bet mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah. And there's it does so many feel convoluted like a... plot layers to this babysitting and birthdays and so much filler. Like, yeah. It feels like we could have just cut to that so fast. But... The whole the whole monster coach like thing that could have been like a whole episode by itself mm-hmm. with like weird stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I would have loved an episode oh. of yeah Herman like caring for the toy the whole time and like <laughs> lily's being like why are you messing with that thing so much it's our child he's acting all like crazy like yeah. what why are you saying that but uh, yeah. maybe we'll get that later mm. i don't know yeah <laughs> they revisit their favorite storyline from the first yeah <laughs> maybe <laughs> we'll see all right so keith what you got going on son uh as far as anything that i have going on uh you can check out another little show that i am doing uh, called that was great wasn't it and uh, that's where we're checking out some saturday morning cartoons because i'm a glutton for punishment apparently glutton for punishment so this yeah. masochistic yes best of luck to you that's- godspeed sir yep 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Terry? Oh, not a whole lot. You know, when I'm not caring for my uh, tiny science Terry toys as my children, <laughs> I'm usually recording another podcast from the real. We talk about movies and stuff. Um, yeah, check it out. You can find it on pretty much any podcasting platform. So if you're curious, check it out. We do like categories like you know, shark movies and robots, whatever. Pick some theme and then we try to pick a movie within that theme. Nice. Well, mi- mi- miniature robot monsters should be your next theme. Ooh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll make them watch this. <laughs> Just that clip. <laughs> Just like they don't need to watch the rest. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't got anything it, going on. Buy any 12 packs for anybody uh, recently? Nope. And offer still there. Ingenuity, imagination, mm-hmm. intelligence do not work. Say it and I'll buy a 12 pack. Um, and mm-hmm. until then, I guess it's it, it, it's always hunting season. The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vickroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it? At How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Reel. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Reel on Twitter at Run the Reel. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullen. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.